All right. In Genesis chapter 41, or actually chapter 37 and 41, but we'll go to 37 first. So Genesis chapter 37. We have, I don't know, I got to speaking on Joseph a few weeks back. And kind of got, I don't know, just every time I read, I'll read through and the Lord will give me some a new ideal or, or something. He showed me some more Scripture that go together uh, in the book of Genesis. And so I don't, y'all, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure when we'll get off of Joseph. May not, but we're, we've been in, you know, Wednesday nights and Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday nights. Mainly, we had talked about Joseph. So and and this morning we'll talk about him again. Uh, <clears throat> very unique character in the Bible, Joseph was. He went from basically being a Hebrew slave in the land of Egypt, which was all the way at the bottom, to all the way to the top, being the second in charge in the in the in Egypt. So. In the in the span of about thirteen years, uh, that took place. He went from the from the bottom to the top. Of course, he didn't do this on his own. The Lord the Lord put him in his his position. Every uh, every time he would turn around, there was trouble. But the Lord would get him out of it. So in Genesis chapter thirty seven, notice in verse uh, one there. Everybody there? And Jacob dwelt in the land land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. <clears throat> and the lad was with his son, uh, with the sons of Billah, with the sons of Zippah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more <clears throat> than all his brethren, they hated him, they could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Uh, and then skip, let's get down there, look at verse 9. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it his father <clears throat> and to his brethren. His father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And notice, and his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. So you have twice... In verse 5 and verse 11, verse 5, they said his brothers hated him yet the more because of the dream. Verse 11, the Bible says his brethren envied him. So, so it, was, it was almost as if every time Joseph would, the more he talked about these dreams, the more bitter his brothers uh, seemed to get toward him. 
And what it was is, is there was it, it began, this hatred began because their father loved him more than his brothers. They seen the fair treatment, you know, or the treatment that he was receiving. So that just kind of didn't, that didn't help the situation. And then, then you see that as he began to dream these dreams and begin to tell these dreams to his, to his brethren, the fact that he would rule over them one day, they despised that. Why? Because there was already hatred in their heart for him. And the least thing that they wanted was someone that they hated to rule over them. God forbid that, that someone that they really hated uh, should reign over them. <clears throat> and so that's what these dreams were about, was that the fact that you know, what this was, what dreams are, and I'm going to get to the prayer in a minute, get to, get to, and y'all get to that down, but I'm just trying to, I've got a train of thought here, trying to get to what a dream is, is it is a, it's basically God giving Joseph future, a future time right there in the present. He was revealing God's, he was revealing the future to Joseph in the present, right? That's what a dream was. You can see that in Nebuchadnezzar's time there in Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar received a dream. What was that dream? It was, it was a future event revealed to Nebuchadnezzar at that certain time. But here's something else about a dream. Back in the Old Testament, they would get, they would receive these dreams. It was God that gave the dreams. It was God that gave the interpretation of the dream. And so, and so it was, and we'll see that. We're going to look at that here in just a second. But <clears throat> so that was so what I want to look at and what I want to preach on this morning. Here's what here's my thought this morning is basically this chasing dreams. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of all right. Chasing dreams, but you'll see where the message goes with that. But so let's pray, and then we'll we'll get into this message. Heavenly Father, Lord, just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning, Lord. I just pray that as we study this passage of scripture, Lord, you just teach us this morning, Lord, that you fill me with the Holy Holy Spirit, Lord. Use me for your glory, Lord. I just pray that every person in here, Lord, that makes up this congregation, Lord, would receive something out of your word. Lord, I just pray that Lord, this would, uh, Lord, that this message, Lord, it'd be all about you and you alone, Lord. I pray that Lord, that you speak to our hearts, Lord. I pray that this morning, Lord, you hide me behind the cross at Calvary. I can't do anything without Thee. I need Your help. And Lord, I just pray that this morning, Lord, that these these kids and teenagers, and young adults, Lord, and whoever else may be here, Lord, that's young of age, Lord, that's uh, Lord, beginning life, Lord, and and trying to figure out what they need to be doing, Lord. I just pray that you just give them a an understanding of Your Word, Lord, just speak to their hearts. Uh, Lord, we thank You for the opportunity to be here this morning. We thank You for the kitchen, Lord, the fellowship hall, Lord, that You allowed us to, to be able to finish. Lord, I just pray that You continue to bless that, Lord, and let us use it for Your glory. Lord, show us what You'd have us do here at Pine Grove, Lord. I just pray that You just allow, uh, just show us, Lord, that we need to be about Your business, Lord. And, and Lord, just show us what You have us to do in this community, Lord, and around about. Lord, just allow us to be obedient to Your will, Lord. Lord, thank you for saving us. Thank you for uh, all that you do for this church, Lord, for the family here, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for me, Lord, as a pastor, and and Lord, to continue to do, Lord. Just want to thank you for this this message, Lord. That uh, Lord, that I know that it is impossible to preach, but Lord, we need your help, Lord, and I know that you'll help me. Thank you for that, Lord. And let's pray that this morning, Lord, that when it's all said and done, Lord, that we can give you praise, honor, and glory for all that you've done and all this we ask in Jesus' name. And the church of God will say. Amen. <clears throat> All right. 
so notice, so, so he was, so basically what Joseph was doing, I want to say this about this dream about Joseph. I'd say that Joseph was, uh, he was, he was excited about this dream. He was so excited about this dream that when he dreamed this dream, he, he made sure that he's told, he's, he didn't tell his brethren out of the spot. You know, he didn't, in other words, he didn't go to his brethren just, just because he knew that they didn't like him and say, to try to throw it in their face, so to speak. I believe he was truly excited about these dreams. I believe these dreams was important to him. So therefore, he went to his brethren with these dreams. Not only did he go to his brethren with these dreams, but in verse 10, he went to his father and his mother and his brethren with these dreams. And so he was, why? Because he was excited about these dreams. Uh, it was not a, a throw-in-your-face type of situation. This was, hey, I'm, I need to tell you what, what's going on in my life type of thing. Like what the, some good things that the Lord's doing, perhaps. Amen. And and so, but but obviously they took it to a whole nother direction. Uh, they they when they heard the dreams, they despised him. The Bible says they hated him even more for the dreams because of the dreams. And then you see that they envied him over there in verse eleven. So. So what? Uh, so what? He was excited about his brethren were not so happy about. Now his 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 father, on the other hand, his father, on the other hand, he rebuked him, but at the same time, he observed the saying. In other words, he he, he kind of took it in, kind of thought about it, pondered on it, perhaps, and so. Uh, so nonetheless, what this is, what, what Joseph is really receiving there in this dream is he's receiving something in the future that's going, no doubt, is going to happen to him. Amen? Happen, it's going to happen for him, to him. And actually, it's not just for him, but it's for his brethren too. And so I was, <clears throat> when I was, you know, I was putting this together, studying all this and, and thinking about this, and it just it kind of made me think about what people do today. People people do this today. They chase dreams today, right? We have a lot of dreams today. We want we want things today. Uh, amen. You think of these these teenagers, these kids. They perhaps their they, their dream, so to speak. Speaking of a dream, is is what do I want to become one day? When I was a kid, here's what I wanted. This is probably floors some of y'all. What I wanted to be when I was a teenager, I always wanted to be a cop. I mean, I really did. There was way deep down inside years ago when I was a teenager, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an officer, a police officer. Did not pursue that. It left somewhere way back in probably when I entered my, my bad years and, and of doing what I wanted to do and, 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 and getting in trouble with the law myself. I kind of put that on the back burner. Didn't, uh, didn't never pursue that dream. It was just... But anyway... So I know all these kids in here and these teenagers, these young adults, maybe perhaps you, you, you think of a dream as something that you want to become one day, not something that you're in bed at night and you dream this dream like Joseph did. And it was a revelation of the future. But uh, So here's what I want to say this about Joseph's dream is yes, Joseph thought about this dream throughout life's journey. 
He never, this never left, y'all. It never left him. It was always deep down back in the back of his mind, this dream of what is going to become of this dream. Am I going to fulfill this dream? Will this be a reality one day? Right? Now, when you, when you think about it like this, Joseph ends up being sold into slavery. All of, a, all of a sudden you say, there goes my dream. How in the world is the Lord going to make this dream come true? I'm sold off into Egypt as a slave. And then you, you see that, okay, everything's going well. He moves up the ladder. He becomes the, the man in charge over the whole household of Potiphar. And I mean, he is a, he is, he's up there in the ladder on, in Potiphar's house. He's over all the servants. He's, he's, uh, and, and he's doing well. And, and I mean, got everything going for him then. And so maybe, maybe they're way back deep in your mind. You're thinking, okay, okay, maybe, maybe this dream's a reality after all. And then Potiphar's wife comes against him. And then guess where he finds himself at again? In a jail cell. In a dungeon. And then maybe perhaps you're thinking, now how in the world is this dream going to become, will it become a reality now that I'm in this dungeon? So you see how it's, you know, you're, you're, you're like, you're thinking, okay, the Lord's doing everything that, you know, it's, it's everything's going well, and the Lord's got everything going in the right direction, and, and, and the Lord, you know, I've got this goal in mind, and, I'm, and, and, and so thinking about Joseph there, and then all of a sudden, it bottoms out. Man, what's the Lord doing right here? I didn't know He'd put me in this valley. I didn't know this valley even existed. I didn't even know there was a possibility of this valley. This may be what Joseph is thinking. And then as he climbs back up that ladder, he says, okay. And he bottoms out again, back in another valley. And then he, and so, but here's a thought this morning. You know, right here in verse 37, verse 5, it was a dream. It was a dream that God gave him that began his brothers to envy him. So in other words, it was a dream that started the life of Joseph down into Egypt, so to speak. Because of the dream is what what put the wheels in motion for his brethren to do what they did. Do y'all know, I want to show y'all this. Look, Look over here in chapter 41. Guess what it was that got Joseph out of that jail cell that got him out of that toll. Look at verse 1. Genesis 41.1 And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. You know what it was that got Joseph out of that dungeon? It was a dream. You know it was a dream that put him in that place? His own dreams? And it was the dreams of others that got him out of that thing. Kind of unique, huh? That God would use a dream. He gave Joseph a dream way back 17 years prior to this. Or 13 years prior to this. I think I did the math right. Anyway, 13 years prior to this. He gave him a dream 
that would cause his brothers to envy him and put him, I mean, put him through some toil, some punishment. And then 13 years later, he would, God would give Pharaoh a dream that would get Joseph out of all his toil. I mean, it's, you know, God uses, it's, it's, it's unique to me how God uses these things to put his plan in motion, to put his actions in motion, to, to make things come to pass. But so so here's here's what I'm going to say. So here's here's a question this morning. Here's a good question this morning. I, I wrote it. That matter of fact, I got this question. I just I feel like the Lord gave me this question this morning. As I was reading all this, going over it. Whose dreams are you after? Your own or God's? It's a good question, though. Whose dreams? Are you after this morning? You see, a lot of people. Here's here's why. You know, I was thinking about this. Here's why. Because the minute, if we were in Joseph's shoes, a lot of us, if we're in Joseph's shoes, the minute we, a lot of people, they hit that first valley, and they're and they're doing everything for the Lord, and they're and they're chasing the Lord, and and they're and the Lord, they feel like the Lord's sending them in this direction, and and they and they're serving the Lord, and the Lord, and then all of a sudden they find themselves in the valley. Unlike Joseph, I said, I'm out. It's too much for me. I can't handle this. Right? There was too much at stake. I can't carry this cross. But Joseph did not, though. My friend, he did not. He went right through the valley went all the way through, stayed true to the Lord all 13 years later. Stayed true to the Lord. And then the Lord produces another dream to Pharaoh. And guess who they call out of the dungeon to interpret that dream? None other than Joseph himself. So whose dreams are you chasing? Yours or the Lord's? Now, I won't say this. I just want to repeat this. When you're after the Lord's dreams, in other words, let me, let me clarify what the Lord's dreams, so to speak, would be. It would be this. The, God's will for my life. God's will for your life. Amen? Not my will for my life, but, but God's will for my life. Chasing what He would want me to do. Not what the Lord, not what I want to do. Now this world teaches you to do what you want to do. That's what this world teaches. Society says, be what you want to be, do what you want to do, and religion can be on the back burner. You worry about you first. You take care of you first. And that God stuff will come later. That's what, that's what the world would say. But here's what the Lord would say. Me first. Jesus first. Right? Jesus crucified. Resurrected. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added unto you. Seek Him first. So this is, so, so tonight, or this morning, we want to cover this. So here's what the, so when, when Joseph was after 
the, when, it, when the dreams of God was fulfilled in Joseph's life, y'all, it brought heartache. It brought pain, suffering. It brought toil in Joseph's life. I mean, it brought some, a lot of toil. Right? There's some truth this morning. A lot of, you know, maybe, maybe some in here, maybe this morning, maybe some of you this morning, you say, I'll do this Christian thing. I'll follow the Lord as long as... You know, Jacob said that one time. He said, as long as you bring me back to my father's house and you give me everything I need and supply all this, I'll, I'll follow you. We, try to, we tend to make bargains with, with, with Almighty God and say, hey, as long as you're blessing me, I'll do what you need me to do. Right? But in Joseph's life, though, Joseph teaches me and, 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 and studying. This is why I've been studying it so much and why I've been reading over it and reading it and reading it again is because it's a blessing to me. It teaches me that when you're in God's will when, when, and when Joseph is in God's will, God's will for Joseph's life put him down in a dungeon. It put him down in a valley. It put him in a jail cell. When Joseph was following God's will for his life, my friend, it caused others to come against him. And I mean when they come against him, they come with all their wrath against him. With everything they had. They, they, I mean, they give it their all to destroy Joseph. That was God's will. Joseph was after God's dream. Not his own. So yes... Chasing God's dreams, being in the center of God's will, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it won't be easy. But that's not the only thing it, that it brings with it. <laughs> I like this. This is really what, this right here, is really what inspired this message when the Lord showed me this in Genesis chapter 41. When I seen this, I mean, I've... When I read this book and, and I seen what Joseph received after after all the heartache, the heartbreak, it made me realize this. Look, doing that which is pleasing unto the Lord, yes, brings heartache, brings trials, suffering. But it also brings something else. And that's, that's what Joseph's life teaches me. Look at this. First thing, he, first thing we see in verse 37 of 41. Y'all there? Chapter 41. Chapter 41, verse 37. This is the first thing that I see. And God did this, y'all. God did this. This is what God did for Joseph. Not Pharaoh didn't, not what Pharaoh did. This let's clear that up. Let's get that straight right away. This is God gave Joseph the dream. God interpreted the dream. God gave Pharaoh the dream. God interpreted the dream for Pharaoh. It is all the Lord that did this. Everything. God put him into position. Notice this. Verse 37. God made Joseph as ruler. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, 
there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Notice this in verse 40. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. So, so not only does Joseph's life prove that there's trouble and sorrow and toil that comes along with following God's will, y'all, there can be some rejoicing too. There can be some position in life. Yes. The scariest thing, this is the scariest thing about growing up for these, these kids in here. The scariest thing is, is what am I going to do for a career? What am I going to do with my life? Maybe you're not scared yet, Peyton and Owen, because y'all still in the house. Maybe, Jordan, maybe you're kind of seeing your future now. But this changes when you've got a little one that depends on you to feed it, change its diapers, to supply for it. Things change. And so the scariest time of your life can be, how do I provide for me and my family? And so we read right here, we see in this story, we see that it was, it was God that gave Joseph something to do. God gave him a position. He didn't ask for it. He didn't work for it. God put him there. Have you, church? I don't want to ask anybody to raise their hand on this, but have you ever looked back on something and say, "Wow, God opened that door. I could not be there today if it were not for the Lord that put me there." I mean, it is so clear, so evident that it was it was the Lord that put you there. You say, "Yes, but man made this call. Man made that call. Man did this." You didn't qualify for it. You didn't have the the, the credentials for it. But God opened it up. And there you are today. Ten years later, five years later, you've been, the Lord has supplied you with a paycheck. Monthly. He has put food on your table. He has put shoes on your feet. He has put clothing on your back. My job did that. My, my, my hands, no, oh, absolutely not. I like what Brother Cotton said, right? He got he said he sat back there it's right there by Miss Marjorie many times. You got up. I, I I got up because God allowed me to. So really, Joseph, Joseph, I'm telling y'all, Joseph, God placed him here. There was no way possible Joseph could have got this position without Almighty God. I just want to I want to tell y'all my story. Not to brag on me, but I want to brag on God. Here's my story. I kid you not. When I was in the oil field in the Gulf of Mexico, I was out there how long? Ten years, right? Ten years I was in the the Gulf of Mexico. Obama crisis, BP crisis. I mean, they had the big old oil spill out there. I think the Gulf of Mexico is pretty much shut down right now. So, so they brought us, so we, we all got laid off. The company I was working for is bankrupt today. They don't even exist anymore, bankrupt. Or one of them, worked for three or four different companies. But anyway, the last one I was working for is bankrupt. And so, but, but all at the same time, 
me and my wife, we get saved. My dad passes away. I got saved. She got saved at Pine Grove, or at Spring Creek Baptist Church. And so at this time, no job, nothing to do. I kid you not. Me and my cousin, Daniel, we was we went to Lake Charles, filling out an application, filling out an application. And at that time, I, I knew that I was wanting to go into the ministry. I knew this. Me and her has been started talking about it. We was already, we was already, I already surrendered to preach over there, and we were starting that 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 road down to the ministry. <laughs> so we putting out an application. I knew. I said, we, I'm not going back to the oil field because you can't. There's no way you can pastor a church and be in the oil field. That would be me two weeks away from here. Not, not the right way, right? Y'all, the neatest thing happened. And I give it, this is God, I'm telling y'all, this is God's, God did this. So I'm putting out applications in, the, in, the, in Lake Charles. Come back to drop my cousin off because his wife works where I work now, or she used to. I drop him off and I leave to go home, get a phone call on my way back to the house. And it's the boss that works there and says, hey, we just had, we literally had a guy get run off this very morning, if you can be here at 3 o'clock in the morning, you've got a job. God is my witness. That's what took place. <laughs> Man, you, I tell you, the Lord opened that door. I'm telling you, that is, that's all the Lord. It's all Him. Wasn't looking for it. Wasn't expecting it. But there it is. There it was. Here I am today, still working for the same company. Pastor in Pine Grove Baptist Church. Two places that the Lord opened the door for. Two places I didn't ask for. Two things that I didn't see happening. But the Lord opened up the door. And here I am today. I mean, I'm telling God. I'm telling you, when the Lord works, He works. And you know, what I seen Chase that day. When I, I'm telling y'all, when that phone call took place and he said, "Be here," it was a huge relief because I had how many children we had then? Three. I needed a job. I needed something, and I needed it right then. Oh, we've been praying for that. Didn't know what we was going to do because at that time during the Obama, I don't know if y'all remember, it was, it was kind of hard to find a job. And the Lord opened it up. Now, throughout these years, throughout the years, I'm telling you, when I say the Lord put food on your table, shoes on your feet, and I said it wrong, Wednesday night, I think I said shoes on your back, and everybody, and it was, everybody laughed, but uh, y'all, it's the truth, man. I'm saying it's the truth for my life because he's opened up doors and I'm telling y'all there's it's it's been a blessing. So so Joseph, I can relate with that right there. I can so relate with that. Joseph got the position that he's in because the Lord opened the door and I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be where I'm at with Barden Vending. I would not be there if the Lord would not have opened the door. It's all God. It's all him. It's not me. And then there's a second thing. Not only did the Lord make Joseph a ruler, 
give him position. Look at this. Secondly, here's, here's this is I'm gonna use my story again in this. Number two, you know what God did for Joseph? He made him a husband. Some of you might say, uh oh. But he did. He made him a husband. Watch this. Look at verse 45. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Sephnathpeniah, and he gave him to wife Eseneth, the daughter of Potipharah, these names, y'all, and priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. You say, hold on, brother Aaron. Pharaoh gave him that wife. Oh, no, absolutely not. I believe the Lord allowed that to take place. God gave him a wife. Amen. So let me tell you, let me tell y'all another story. I'm going to get a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit. No, get that face, look off your face. You're worried. I know I got you worried. True story. Me and Corey, uh, we didn't talk. I never seen her a day in my life. She never seen me a day in her life. Matter of fact, she got on the phone with me for five seconds and I ain't talking. He's, uh-uh. I ain't going to say what she said on But anyway, Pat, I kid you not. So we meet in, we meet in a ditch with a bunch of, you know, bunch of teenagers. And I, I lock eyes with her, she lock eyes with me. And I'm telling y'all the truth. God's honest truth. I believe God arranged that meeting that night and gave me a wife. I believe, I believe this with all my heart. Looking back on it, even though I was lost, headed to the devil's hell, I'm telling you, God put that woman in my path that day. And vice versa. I promise you, I'm telling you church family, I promise you this morning, the path that I was going on, I needed a strong woman that would set me straight. And he knew she was the one. <laughs> and he arranged that meeting. And had no idea. I had no idea that that would be my wife one day. But here she sits. And when we can say today, all my, our friends put us together. Her friends put us together. And some people take credit for that. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. My Heavenly Father put us together. Now, it did start on the wrong foot. I agree to that. But He fixed all the brokenness. Amen? He saved both of us. He put us in church. First, He put us in the family of God. Amen. He saved our soul. Secondly, He put us in a, in a church. I'm telling y'all, a, a God-fearing, a church that preached the truth, didn't sugarcoat anything, didn't water things down. And God just strengthened us. So if you want to say right here this morning that Pharaoh put this woman and this man together, absolutely not. God arranged this. I'm telling you what, if you've got your husband sitting beside you this morning and you've been married, and I'm telling you all, the Lord can and will bless that. It breaks my heart today when, when especially young couples, 
getting divorced. It breaks me. Because that could have been easily, it easily could have been us. But God kept us together. I'll tell you what you do. Jordan, Peyton, I'll tell y'all what y'all do. This is what you do. This is what you do. You're going to walk the aisle one day and give your hand in marriage. I'm telling y'all. This ain't no, it doesn't come with a Walmart receipt of return. You put that ring on that finger, it is to death do you part. Ain't no return policy. I'm telling you, you go, if, if, if at all possible, you think there's a return policy, I'll just trade her in or I'll trade them in when trouble start. I tell you what, don't even walk thou. Don't even do it. Just go ahead and terminate, just go ahead and terminate that relationship right now and part your separate ways and go about your own business if you think that there's a return policy. Now, now this morning, if you've been divorced, if you're sitting in here, I know there are, there are some sitting in here has been divorced, God forgive you. And He has. Maybe you're secondly married, third married, God is blessing your marriage. I'm talking to the kids here this morning. I'm talking to the ones younger than you, the ones that haven't been married yet. I want them to know this this morning. Let God bring the man to you, Peyton. Let God bring the woman to you, Owen. Put God in that relationship. James, Carly, you kiddos back there? Right? Thomas, one day. Amen, Thomas. <laughs> Still hope. Still hope. Amen. And then, so, so uh, you know, that's two stories of mine. I believe with all my heart the Lord placed me at the job that I'm at. He placed me with a woman that I need to be with. Amen. Just like Joseph. And here's the third thing. I love this. This is good. This is it. It gets good, man. And then Joseph made a daddy. God made Joseph a daddy. Look at this. Verse 50. Chapter 41, verse 50. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came, which Eseneth, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bare unto him. Now notice this, verse 51. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. Verse 52. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. There's something very important about these names. Very important about these names. Manasseh means causing to forget. Look at the definition, verse 51. His firstborn was Manasseh, for God said He hath made me forget all my toil in all my father's house. You know what a child will do, man? You look at your child, you, you, and daddies understand this. Boy, you daddies understand this so much. Man, that child, as you look at that child, especially when they're a baby, you sit there and look at that child and you hold that, that child in your arms. Man, you forget all the trouble that you've been through. All that past. As you sit there and look at that child. And he said, you know, as jo- I believe this, as Joseph was sitting there holding Manasseh in his arms, he said, you know what I'm going to name him? 
I'm going to name him Manasseh. Because all of a sudden, all my toil, all that prison time, all that time of being forgotten, all that time of trouble, it just melted away as I look at this little baby. As I hold this little baby in my arms, it's all gone. And then Ephraim, fruitful. Look at it, just continue to read. Fruitful, that's what it means. Joseph was fruitful after that. After, after he was made ruler, his life began to look fruitful. Let me go ahead and read this. Look at one, y'all go over Psalm 127. I want, I want y'all to see this about kids this morning. One twenty seven, Psalm one twenty seven. Everybody there? Say amen if you're there. Amen. I still hear pages, so And this would be a good this would be a good set of scriptures for all you youngins to, to uh, actually underline, to read. Look at verse one. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to set up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Here it is. Verse three. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. See that? And the fruit of the womb is His reward. So who, who gave Pharaoh, or who gave Joseph those children, those two children, those two boys that he received? It was none other than the Lord Himself that allowed Joseph to have those children. So remember this, kids, this morning. I want y'all read this and remember this. Kids right here, kids back there. God gave y'all to these people, right? And one day, God's going to give some more kids to whoever's in here. It's future marriage. They're a blessing from the Lord. And I believe they should be treated as such. A blessing from the Lord. But not just that, look at this. Verse 4. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Y'all, so Joseph sitting there looking at them two children. All his toil disappears. His anguish, his trouble. And not only did he say that, but he forgot his, his father's house. He forgot about what his brothers did to him. He forgot about... He stopped missing them over there because he had some sons of his own. So the message this morning, chasing God's dreams... It got Joseph this. 
Staying faithful to the Lord got Joseph this. It got him a position in life. It got him. It got it. It got him where he needed to be. And number two, he got a wife. Number three, he got his, his family, his children. Amen. If you got that this morning, let me say this. If you got that this morning, if you're the man, you're a daddy in here this morning. You sitting here, Jimmy, Chase, me, Pat, brother Ed. Brother John, fellow back here, you got some children. God has blessed you. Amen. You got a wife this morning? God's blessed you. If you got a job this morning, I do this. I I, I admit this. I'll admit it to this church. I complain about my job sometimes. Matter of fact, Wednesday there was a certain fellow I was kind of complaining about being tired and he said, you got a job. <laughs> right? You got a job. God give us a job. There's a lot of people don't. A lot of people can't. A lot of people want to have a job. A lot of people out there want to be married. So, sir, before you complain about your wife, Ma'am, before you complain about your husband, remember there is somebody out there that would love to have one. Ma'am, mother, before you complain about that child, sir, before you complain about that child, remember there are some people out there that would love to have a child of their own. Just remember that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, just want to thank you for this message. I pray that you use it for your glory. Lord, let's pray that it's time, uh, the time of invitation, Lord, if there's anyone in here, Lord, that Lord, they needed this so desperately bad. Lord, I know I needed it. Lord, let's pray that you allow them to, Lord, to make business with you. And Lord, just want to, Lord, right now, I want to thank you for the job opportunity you've gave, you've given me, Lord, the, the wife that you've given me, the children that you've given me, Lord, and this church family that you've given me, Lord, I thank you for it. And Lord, I just pray that right now, Lord, that you would just go with us, lead God and direct. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody stand.